0: Welcome to Pathway to Faith podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Now I know a lot of people doing a lot of other things, but here at Harvest Church, Luke ten two, uh, 2, you said the harvest is plenty, but the labor is a few. God is equipping us to win souls and bring souls into the kingdom. So if you was called here to be a member of this great ministry, he is equipping you to be a soul winner. And the scripture I wanted to read was, and I didn't give them the scripture, I apologize. It's uh, uh, Ephesians 4.11. It said, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. That's, that's for us, we're soul winners, evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For what? for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So when you bring someone win souls, the body gets bigger. The, the king, that's all Jesus wants, that's all God's called us to do is win souls. Now all the other stuff, the houses, cars, and galas and everything that we do, that's, that's extra. But here as Christians, our goal is to bring souls into the kingdom. So once you get saved, he commanded us to go and tell somebody else about the goodness of Jesus and bring them in. And it may be you may have to work with that person. You may have to spend time with them just to get them to understand what's going on. Bring them to church, sit with them, talk with them, call them. So we're here, it's time out for church as usual. Come in and get a word and go home and don't do nothing with it. We have to be specific about what we're doing. He said, the Bible said, he that wins, said, um, Proverbs eleven thirty said, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he or she who wins soul is wise, is wise. So we have to ask God to give us wisdom. The Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, he would give us wisdom, wisdom on how to win souls. And there's different ways you can win souls, different ways you can bring people into the kingdom. I know the old way, knocking on doors. But we're teaching here how to do it on your job, how to do it at Quick Trip, how to do it in any way you can by the tracks. And we also have tracks and and, and different things, poor spiritual laws, which I went over last time. We're going to give some of these out. So we have different ways to win souls. And I believe with all my heart, if we're about God's business, he'll take care of our business. I believe that. He says, seek thee first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto us. But we're so busy, the world got us so busy, busy doing other stuff, we're forgetting about. So we're walking right past sinners and people, people on your job. You know they're going straight to hell. And you sitting right up there not saying anything about Jesus. And I'm not saying that it's comfortable because it's not. But you have to pray and ask God to give me that right time. Sometimes I used to pray when I was working and, and, and that person would be in the break room and say, God, let everybody else leave out and just be me and him. And literally, it would be like everybody got to go and just be me and that person. And God would open the door right now and say, do it now. He'll tell you when to do, the Holy the spirit and say, do it now. You have to be bold enough, just go at it. Go at it. So we're going to talk about that today. Amen? So if you have your flyers, Says all about souls. And I wrote this down. Since souls are eternal, we need to ask God to make us experts in the art of winning souls. We have to ask God, God, how to do it, when to do it, when not to do it, when, you know, who, who to witness to. We're not saying we're just going everywhere and, and, and knocking. When I was in California, of course, we went on in the in the hood, East Oakland, and, and knocked on doors. And, but we was a group of us, and we was equipped to do that. That was 20, 30 years ago. And now the world has just gotten so crazy. Now you have to use wisdom. He said, be wise as a serpent, but homeless as a dove." So you have to use wisdom on how you win and so Because you can get yourself out there, and you'll be out there. I'm a girl. I'm going to witness to all these boys. And you'll be out there, and you're not covered. You're not anything. Are you going to... I'm going to a strip club and you're a man, you're dealing with lust. You need to deal with those things. You can't put yourself out there. You got to use wisdom. So that's why I tell people to get yourself right. Get yourself, your heart right with God. Not saying you're perfect, but get your heart right with God so when you go, you're equipped and build yourself up in the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we talk, pastors talking about the Holy Spirit and this has been so powerful. you have been here It's just been so powerful because the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to help us do it. We can't do this on our own. Troy Troy won't be up here if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is going to help you. Don't feel that you're doing it on your own. The Holy Spirit is going to help you when you make that call. Amen? So if you have your Bibles, and I love this scripture too, James 5.20, It say, I'm just going to read this. Winning souls is a demonstration of your love for God and his people. James 5.20 said, he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. And it's not just someone that you see out in the street. It may be somebody that you know is in church, and they just backslid. That scripture is a powerful scripture for that person. You turn them away from man. You know you come on, man. You know you aren't supposed to be doing this, but they have gotten so strong into sin. They need you, may to get, God may put you on their heart to give them a call. And sometime when God put someone on my heart to give them a call, I'll be at the right moment. That brother will be like, man, I needed that. I needed. i will wake you up at night say, call this person, or early in the morning, your prayer time, call them. But you have to do it when the Holy Spirit tell you to do it and be bold to do it, amen? So we're gonna go. I want to go over these, uh, these uh, ones I gave you, the Romans roll. Like I said, these are basic scriptures that you can use, keep in your purse, keep with you, take a picture of it, whatever, keep it, so you stand in Romans. What we used to do when we used to go out, we had it in our Bibles. We just highlighted it in our, so it was easy to find. So I advise you just to highlight these scriptures in your Bible so if you're talking to someone, it's easy to find. And put us a, a color, uh, pink or whatever, yellow, so you'll know where to go to. And it's easy to find. And you're winning them to Christ by these steps right there. The first one, it says, uh, everyone needs salvation because we all have sinned. Everyone. God is not, listen, God is not uh, just want all black people saved or all white people saved or all this. For, uh, God wants everyone saved. So you have to be bold enough to know just because your supervisor or your boss look good, they got a suit on and looking good, maybe gone straight to hell. Money don't save you. People think because people come to church and, they, and they, they look good, they drive a nice car, they, they're just the best saver, they may be the best sinner. Money don't save you. You may look good on the outside. So that, 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 that don't move me at all. And that shouldn't move you. So don't be moved by how they look. Say, well, we just got a witness to the bum on the street. No, we, no it may be your boss that you have to witness to. And God will give you the right time, and they'll come to you. If you pray and ask God, God, show me when it's the right time for this person to come to me. And you'll be sitting there with your boss or your supervisor, and they're going to tell you their life, and that's the time. You know, Jesus loves you. You have a plan for you. Like, Can I pray with you? Of course they're gonna, Most of the time, it's going to say yeah. Like, my, my thing is when people say all they can do is say no, I don't, I don't say that. I say all they can do is say yes. Yeah, all they can do is say yes. Don't, don't say what they're going to say. No, I don't say that. So say all they can do is say yes to what I'm about to present to them. You are transforming a, per, a person's life from the nature of sin, from a sin nature to a righteous nature. So you are literally helping in that process. You are helping to change a person's life. And when they give their life to Jesus, when they come to the altar, wherever they may be, instantly their sins have been forgiven. So you have to know that you are helping in that process. Amen? So the scripture on that is Romans. If you have your, hopefully everybody got one. You see, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And when you're talking to a person, you're letting them know, hey, man, I've been there. I've sinned, too. I just, I'm still not perfect. So you letting them know, because most people think Christians are just perfect people. So they think we're just, you know, we're, so we're going to condemn them. We're going to judge them. No, you can't judge them. And don't go with you this, you this, you this. You go with love. He said a love will cover a multitude of sin. So you have to go with love. I mean, they could be doing the worst thing, and you like, Jesus, you just said, it. you know what I'm saying? But you can't. At that moment, they don't want to hear condemnation. And it's not your place to condemn them. No, it's your place to share the love of Christ. And that's why it's so important that your life is a light. Not what you say all the time, but your life has to be a light. I'm not saying you're perfect, but they need to see something different in you than the person that's on the, in the street. You know, And if they don't see no difference, they don't want what you have. They, they don't want your Jesus. If you're partying and drinking in the club with them, yeah, they, they don't want your Jesus. So the Great Commission, I say, wait, first of all, and Jesus needs the whole army. He needs everyone to witness for him, not just men. He need, Everyone can tell someone. Even our kids, we can tell them, listen, tell someone on your, in school about the goodness of Jesus. So we need to, he needs everybody to witness to him about the precious blood of Jesus. One person, I wrote this down, one person, I was reading the book about witnessing, he, wrote, he, he said this. He said, I knew very little of the joy of salvation until someone accepted Christ for the first time through me. That was so powerful. The joy of salvation, when you are helping to tell somebody about Jesus, it's a, it's a great feeling. Literally, it's a great feeling. It, it's a wonderful feeling. And as you do it more and more and more, it becomes a joyful feeling that you're helping someone to get into the kingdom. You know, you're helping someone get into the kingdom. So just remember that. You see, our goal is to receive them, to receive Jesus into their heart. Because a lot of people think, well, I go to church, I'm an usher, I'm this, but they never received Jesus into their heart. My family, I was raised up in the church, but have you been born again? A lot of people haven't been born again, sitting in the church, they haven't been born again. So they think, because they're good people, and they, but they haven't been born again. Born again means I confess Jesus as my Lord, and I receive him into my heart. You have to personally confess him into your heart. When he come in, things will start changing. So that's what we want to do when you talk to a person. can't just pray over them and pray, you, know, you can pray for them, but when they come born again, you want them to confess Jesus as their Lord. Can you repeat this after me? And, and there's a prayer we're going to say in a minute. You want them to repeat that. So the Great Commission, the commission just means command or duty given to a person or a group of people. We are the group of people. He commanded us to go, and it's in if you have your Bibles or pen, it's in Mark 16, 15, And Matthew 28, 16 to 20, that's the Great Commission. I'm going to read one of them. He said, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He said, go into all the world. That's how serious Jesus was before he left. He said, go into the world. And if you go down on that verse, he said, I will be with you. So if he's calling you to go into the world, just know that God is with you. The power of the Holy Spirit, you've never seen the power of the Holy Spirit, Ghost until you're really moving in and doing something for God. I was telling them in the class today, we had the class, and we used to go out in California, Oakland, California, East Oakland, roughest area in Oakland, and we used to go out on first and third set, knocking on doors, waking them up, telling them about the goodness of Jesus, and I was one of the leaders, I got trained, I was one of the leaders, who you have, like, 15, 20 people with you, fo- coming with you. So we used to get out there and we used to get in the circle before we pray. I gave it to God. I said, God, I trust you. If anything happened to us today, that's on you. I, I literally was like, I, I can't do that. I need your help. And He always was with us. I mean, signs and wonders was happening, people getting saved, people getting delivered. I mean, demons being cast out. I mean, literally, these things that you see in the Bible will happen if you have the boldness to go. And do what God called you to do. I have seen it with my eyes. I've seen people demon cast out of people. But you have to believe that you can do this. Not just pastor. Not just the ministers or the deacons. He said greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So his power is in you. Once you you got to stir it up, of course. Praying in the Holy Ghost. And if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, that's the most important thing. That you, you need the power of the Holy Spirit because he's the one that's going to equip you to go to do supernatural. So don't think, oh, I'm just a Christian. I just read my, you know, word. And I was telling the brothers this morning, we, was, we had prayer this morning, and all the brothers, and I, we was reading a certain scripture. And I said, listen, when we read the scripture, read the word of God with fire and power. This is your sword. So when you read it, you can't just be reading like it's a, it's a novel. This is the word of God. When the devil coming against you, you got to devil. Get back in the name of Jesus. You have to literally tell him, get out. I take the word of God and I plead the blood of Jesus over you. And I command this person to be saved. I command things to happen in their life. And just let the Holy Spirit do his work. But you have to be that bold. And there's another scripture. I want to read this scripture. This is my favorite scripture. If you have your Bible, why don't you put up Acts 4:29. Look, look, look what happened. Acts 4:29. Look, 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 look what happened. I want y'all to see this because I love it. Every time I read it, I just get pumped. Amen. I'ma read it because I love it, and then it'll go down to. He said, "Now, Lord, look at their threats, and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word." Come on, 30. I want y'all to read this too. Hey, come on, read it with me. Verse 30, re- what it says. You done. The next one, 31. Read that, the last one. The word of God, the boldness. Uh, they spoke the word of God. They asked for it, God gave it to them, and they spoke it with boldness. So you have to ask God, give me the boldness that I may speak your word. Amen? The next one is number two. The price or the consequence of sin is death. We receive eternal life as a free It's a free gift. God gave us this free gift. But the price, Romans 6.23 said, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So he said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. So the first part of that is telling you the consequences of sin. Romans 6.23 A, the A part of that, is telling you the consequences of sin. But the be part of that, but the gift, the free gift that God gave everyone if you just receive him. You don't just get saved by just, you have to receive Jesus, personally receive him. If you never experience that, you have to experience the love and the forgiveness of Jesus. And I tell people, don't be ashamed, don't be afraid. If You got to come to the altar and, and listen. When I first came, and I came to the altar, I came there on a Friday night. I, was, I had my cigarettes in my pocket. I, was, I smoked all the way to the church. Then I put it up and put gummy in my mouth like nobody can smell. It just smelled like cigarettes. <laughs> Jeez. I was in Oakland, California. But I was tired of being tired. I said, God, if you're real, because I wasn't raised up in church. You know, I was raised up in just a center of projects New Orleans, just a center. But somebody told me about Jesus. I said, if you're real and if you can change my life, here I am. I said, I didn't mess it up anyway, so if you can change it here, I give it to you. And I remember coming to that altar with my cigarettes in my pocket, just drunk a Budweiser, whatever I was drinking before I got there. But I came and I gave it to the Lord. I said, Lord, take all this stuff away from me. I said, show me that you're real. And instantly at that altar, delivered. Cigarettes, alcohol, never had a desire for it no more. And I tried the patch. I tried all that other stuff, but instantly he delivered. And I've been 31 years now, 31 years. And if he did it for me, come on now. Yeah, if he did it for me, because he knew he had a a call and a job for me to do. I didn't know I was going to be here. Come on now, I just said yes. And of course, he sent me to school to Raymond Bible College to just get equipped to to train, because school don't anoint you to do this. You have to be called and anointed to do this. School just help you to you know, put it in place and help you to be around some teaching. And, you know. So that's what it, it does. So we're going to continue on. Let's continue on. He said, we need the salvation. We need God. We need him in our life. Said, uh, John 10, 10 said, he said, I come that you might have life and that you may have it abundantly. So when you become born again, You're in right standing with God, right standing. So now, like I said, the first half talks about the consequence. The second half, it it gives you a hint, the hope the sinner have in salvation. It tells you what the sinner have in being saved. But the gift of God is life in Christ Jesus. Let's go to three because I want us to pray, and I'm trying to get through this. Let's go to three. I think this is in different orders here that I'm teaching it. You see, uh, Romans Romans 5.8, God demonstrated his love for us. The third part of Romans explains it, the hope we have and the love and expressed through Jesus Christ. So the hope we have is in Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm adding this scripture to Romans 5.9. Much more than having now been justified, justified just to redeem. To render just or innocent. So when God justifies us, he renders us justified. And I use the word just if I never did it. Justified. So it's just if, just if you never did the sin. When you give your life to Jesus and receive him, it's just if you're a brand new person. Now, of course, sin is going to try to pull you back. Because when I got saved, it was the day before April Fool's. And, and my, my buddies called me that Friday and they called me that Saturday, we thought we was about to go to the club. I said, no, right, I'm not doing that no more. I'm done. I said, I found, I mean, it was a love that i never felt before. So they thought it was able food. Man, you, you ain't saved, but you, you, know, I said, Bro, I just wanted to spend time with him. And ever since then, I just cut away everything. And sometimes you may have to do that. It's just a person personal, you may have to just cut away stuff, just to spend time with him. Because if you're just religious, you're never going Pastor can preach all day. And if you're just religious, you're not gonna be spiritual enough to receive what he's saying. I'll be on the edge of my seat when he when he preached. Because he's speaking truth and power. So you gotta receive from our man of God. And that's why you can go out of this after this man and preach a powerful word and go back and still sin. And no conviction in your heart. So you have to. Spend time with him, and even when you mess up, go back in your prayer call, God, repent, forgive me, wash me in your blood, and get back up and know that you have been forgiven. And you have to forgive yourself. Because a lot of people, how can he forgive you? Yeah, he forgave you. Amen? You have to remember that. And I love this, that Jesus didn't just only die for nice people. Yeah, he didn't just die for nice people. God gave his God-honoring life for our God-dishonoring lives. He did this because of God's amazing love. So he did a switch. And we take this salvation like it's nothing, like it's not serious. He gave us his life. And Jesus didn't have to do it. It wasn't like God made him do it. It wasn't like, I'm going to show you another scripture if you have your Bibles. Go to Ephesians 5, 1. I love this scripture because when I read it, when I read it, it was, it was so powerful. I said, man, Jesus didn't have to do this. It said, Ephesians 5, 1, if you put it up, it said, therefore be imitators of God, dear children. And then what it would have said, and walk in love. I want everybody to read the next one. And walk in love, what? Read it. But that don't sound like God made him do it. As Christ also had loved us and given himself for us, he gave his life. Of course, God set the stage for it, but he gave his life. Because I believe, personally, as a little boy, when Jesus was um, growing up, he seen everything that we was going to go through. He seen what the teenagers was going to go through. He seen what everyone was going to go through, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, he died at 30, he was 33 and a half years that Jesus died, but he's, he, he experienced everything. So for him to know that, to experience this, he said, there's no other way that they can make it without me dying. I believe he, he, he as a one, two, three-year-old, I, I believe he experienced so much and seen so much that he said, I have to give my life for these people because all I'm going to go to hell." So that's the love that he had. And he, and he didn't, and when he said, uh, when he cried out to God, he didn't want the separation between him and God. He didn't want that. But he said, Father, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I always say that demons and devils and everything in this world was on a nevertheless. Because he could have said, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to die. So the devils was trembling. Everybody was, there was, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. He said, Nevertheless, not my will, let thy will be done. And he did it because he loved you, he loved you, he loved you, he loved me. He gave his life. He gave, he laid it down. He gave his life. Let's go to the next one. I love this, and Paul said, 1 Corinthians 9:22, to the weak I became as weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And what he's saying in that is, I'm not telling you to go and party with the sinners and this and that. I'm not saying don't be around them. But you can be such a light in the midst of darkness that your light will shine in the midst of all this darkness. Because right now, the world is dark. I don't know if you know it or not, but it's a lot of darkness going on. So we have to be that light. Amen? You have to be that light. We're ambassadors of Christ. We're ambassadors of Christ. So let's continue on, amen, to the next one. And wouldn't my mom. Three? Okay. Four? Yes, okay, three. Did I say three? Demonstrates love? Yes, let's go to four. You must trust, and this is the most important part, you must trust and surrender your life to Jesus as Lord. So after you get a person, to, you tell them all this, the main important thing is trusting you. Romans 10, 9, that should be highlighted in everybody's Bible. Mm-hmm. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you believe that? That's what you're asking the person. And after you didn't talk to them and witness to them, and they said, yeah, I believe, then you want to pray with them. So come on, let's pray. Let's receive Jesus into your heart. Then that's when you pray with them. You listen as they confess. You want them to say what you're saying. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I repent of all my ways. Father God, I open my heart, and I receive you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. This may be different on this, Sinner's prayer, we call it the sinner's prayer, but it may be different. But just get it in your spirit on how to win a soul. And once they do it, listen. It's going to change their lives. It's going to change their lives. And you make sure you ask them to repeat after you. Like I said, therefore, then, in the last one I want to say, Romans 8.1, therefore, there is now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. Let them know no condemnation. And that's what Christians have to remember, too, is no condemnation. Don't be condemned by what you did or what you did. Do. Don't be condemned by it because the devil put thoughts in your mind. You can't be uh, condemned-minded and be righteous, because we are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Once you receive Jesus, you're righteous. And you have to remember that, so sin, and that's why it's so important to confess your sins, because the devil will have you weighed down with such Everything you do, everything you do, you don't never confess it. It's like, you know, that's why most, you know, and I, don't, I don't approve of this, it's more like Catholic people, you know, they go and confess their sins to the priest, whatever, they, they, they was taught to release that. But we confess our sins to Jesus. So they come out of there feeling like they've been forgiven, which only Jesus can forgive you, but you shared it with somebody to make you feel like, I feel a little better. So when you go to God with your sin, God forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, and you come out, you're strong now because he forgives you. Instantly, he forgives you. And you have to remember that no condemnation, no condemnation. So we have these, and I just wanted to talk to you about We've been teaching the class because Sunday, we got Super Soul Sunday. We got the chief gear. We're going to have stuff in the hall, balloons. We're going to have it all ready for you to invite members, get their names. We're going to celebrate. We want people to come in. I know the soul is super bold, son, but it's all about souls. That's going to be our theme. It's all about souls. Bring somebody. Bring somebody to, to to the church. We need all these pews full of people. We got a man of God that's preaching his heart out. So we have to do our part to bring them in. And then as we do that, we're equipping them. We're going to have classes next. We're going to have classes. Certain people are going to be in certain classes so we can minister to the people and help them. That's what the church is about. We have gotten so, you know, churches about prosperity and this and that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the church, God's church, is about changing people's lives. So that's going to come, he says, seek thee first the kingdom of God and his rights, and all these other things are going to be added to us. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.